Yo, call me back. This is a message that I'm leaving for you. Yeah. Where you been at? Yeah. Are you listening to Drunk Dial? <laughs> I've been waiting to talk to you, to walk with you. With my cassette player, I want to talk with you. Interviewed you all night and met you what Hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me, as always, the most professional podcaster, Bridget Haran. What's up, guys? And uh, back in the studio after uh, Thank God. Discipl- <laughs> disciplinary action last week, you had to take a week off. Yeah, I, I had a lot of traveling to do. I'm back now. Uh, everything's all right. <laughs> you get to see America? I got to see some parts of America. Yeah, just um, give a lot of people hugs and kisses. Give a lot of people hugs and kisses. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Zach Rohn, our producer, he's feeling uh, he's a full viral load. We got a full <laughs> viral load going on. That is my yeah. That's my mo. I, I need a T-shirt that says <laughs> "Full Viral Load." Let me share my viral load with you. <laughs> well, um, let me tell you what, Zach. Uh, you set us up. For failure. Well, you. I think you try to set us up for success. It's not your fault that we cannot do anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, last week, unfortunately, the, none of the episode recorded. It would have been cool if some of it had recorded, like parts of it. Well, I think the most oppressive part is that none of it recorded twice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I made two files and one just said whoops. <laughs> but neither of them had any sound on it. <laughs> So that we're just gonna chalk that one up to a my B, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna we're gonna forge ahead. Who knew that we would be just as bad at this sober as we were drunk? Oh, uh, it is a struggle when you don't have the. Uh, oh man, I was so drunk. That's what yeah. you're just. Oh, I'm just incompetent. Yeah. You got <laughs> very angry afterwards, and I was like, Ooh. but it was that's why because it was like, oh shit, I don't even have an excuse. Yeah, I don't have any excuse for this not to. Well, then I felt you know. It, it's just the, it's mainly the guest. If it was just me and you, and then we fudged it up and been like, okay, but yeah. we had a guest on the line. But it was cool. We got everything fixed. And guys, this is going to be an amazing episode this yeah. week because um, we're firing on all thrusters. <laughs> we, we've got it figured out now. This is Slash, week. We didn't have to do anything, and Zach handled it. Week 107 of uh, sobriety, uh, which or three, I don't know. Is that like dog weeks know. or yeah, something? It's dog it feels week. like it. It feels it, like it's been forever. If uh, actually, I, I, you know what? I'm feeling good. I've been smoking CBD. And I, I feel, right, I feel good. I like that you just plugged one thing in for another. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, I have to have something. My thing is I don't have anything else, and so it's like I didn't realize how much coffee I was drinking normally that then I was counteracting by just getting wasted at night, and then it's like you fall right asleep like a baby. Yeah. But when you drink uh, shots of espresso until 10 p.m., it is difficult to sleep. Yeah, you never you never sleep again. Yeah, you just crush up melatonin, put in some sleepy time tea. It's like roofing yourself. I, <laughs> You heard it here, folks. I just ordered a bunch of melatonin to, for, to go to sleep at night. I'm still trying to figure out how to. I, I used to have, uh, when I was a kid, like in high school, uh, I could never sleep at night, and then I would never be able to get up to go to school. Because I was just always sleepy, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I, I think I have insomnia. <laughs> they were just like, maybe that's what I have. Yeah, you're just lazy. And then I was like, well, I'll just drink booze. <laughs> <laughs> I 
We'll figure that all out. If I sit still too long, I fall asleep. I can fall asleep in five minutes after a 12-hour sleep, after anything. Have you ever fallen asleep on the toilet? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I like like you were quick to the yes, and Bridget was like, what? No, I fall asleep in every sort of context. Like, if I'm in an automobile or an airplane, gone instantly. I almost, I don't think I ever make it to take off. I like uh, I like sleeping on airplanes. Just you know, like I want to wake up and be where I'm at. But the problem is, I snore. And um, when I was going down to New Orleans last time, we got a little turned up at the airport bar, as you do. And then got on the plane, and pretty much I sat down to the next to this couple. They were like in their 30s. They were just like they had a bunch of kids. That this was like their one big trip of the year. And then, like, the whole plane ride, like, as soon as we took off, apparently I just, like, conked out, fell asleep. My glasses <laughs> fell off my face. So they picked them up and, like, tucked them away. So when I woke up, they were very nice. They were like, you dropped these. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, I must have fallen asleep there. And they're like, oh, yeah, you oh, fell asleep. Oh, you were unconscious. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, uh, and I had talked to them. I ended up talking to them for a little bit. They were nice people. Uh, <laughs> on the way back, I come on the plane uh, twice as drunk. and uh, Same family? The exact same. <laughs> Are you kidding? Sat right <laughs> next to them. And then <laughs> I did the exact same thing. <laughs> fell asleep, dropped my glasses. Like, we, uh, we brought earplugs this time. Yeah. I always try to see if I can fall asleep with my head on someone else's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Well, flying. That is it- my nightmare. That's the difference between being a man and a woman. It's like, that is my <laughs> nightmare. I will like. Literally barricade, like put books, like put things just so I cannot touch anyone around me. Yeah, being around. Uh, that's why flying in COVID was great, though, because, like, <laughs> what? what? No, because the, the planes are, like, a half capacity, so there's, like, plenty of room. Like, I had, like, an aisle to myself. Okay. What? No, no I agree no, with you. I think it's that's, fine. that's why I think the swinger clubs are great right now. Because yeah. there's so many less people to, you know, it feels more safe than staying home. There it is. You heard it here first. What? I don't understand your reaction. I no, I just, I forgot. It feels like this year has lasted forever, and I forgot that you got on a plane in the middle of COVID, and we're like, here I go. So did you. No, I didn't. <laughs> am I the only, uh, <laughs> am I the only one who's not the super spreader yeah. here? Yeah. You're just carrying a full viral load, so I mean, it's fine. I try to do my part. Oh my goodness! Um, so we had we have a fan, Zach. Um, I want you to I want you to know yeah, that's not Josh Williams. Are you talking about the one that slid in my DMs? <laughs> he slid into your DMs too. Yeah. What do you say? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> so, something about giving me that viral load. I just I just wanted to be included. <laughs> yeah, I just, just wanted to be a part of it. Well, every week Bridget complains about our listenership, which is fine, by the way. Which is. We have an amazing listener. We have the best listenership. We have an amazing listener. I don't complain. Um, but then, you know. I'm uh, more hopeful sometimes because I'll like go back and listen to episodes and like remember things I said yeah. when I was when I was on the juice. And it's like, oh, wow. I hope no one hears that ever. So then I just be projecting. Just for the record, guys, we are not sobering up for good. So when, when Bridget oh. says she's was on the juice, she's going back to the juice. Literally, like counting down the days. <laughs> I just have a little bit longer that I'm going to tr- attempt to go. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we have a fan. Uh, I don't know what his real name is, but he goes. Jesus Christ. I'm going to give us. I'm going to give him a shout out. He goes by uh, Baby Havoc. 
And he sent us this nice message. He said, uh, this podcast reminds me of the bullshitting on the patio of the ship after all the comedians got out of their show and came to the bar. I wish I found it sooner, but y'all have made my past week quite a bit better. Sincerely, thanks for that. Oh, that was really nice. That was very nice. <laughs> no. I feel like we have a lot in common with like the management team of the sinking ship. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Love it there. No, nothing against them. But I can definitely see that. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, well, I guess we do kind of talk shit. My problem is with uh, all this podcasting now, I don't know how to shut up. And I definitely um, am becoming an oversharer in all parts of my life. You? Wait, you mean no. you're more over, so you're you're oversharing on the podcasts about all your life, or just in public? Like you just forget that you're not in a podcast. Yeah, studio like in public, you're right. in line with somebody, and you're yeah. like, "I was on an airplane this year." They're like slowly backing away <laughs> from you. Like people, are like, "How you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, I haven't drank, I haven't drank all these year, but I'm smoking a lot of CBD." You want to yeah. talk about the CBD? Well, this is the kind of CBD I got. Some cones. Yeah. And they're like, I just asked how yeah. you were doing. I didn't need to They're like, sir, that. are you paying credit or debt? Like, <laughs> this is Kroger, not a therapist's office. I technically have to be here till you leave, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Bridget, what's been going on with you? You, um, you almost died again. Okay, I didn't almost die. I just had a hiccup, a minor hiccup. Um, I'm feeling much better. I uh, had some new medication that apparently I'm allergic to, and. If you throw up enough, you will get dehydrated. Um, but that's all it was. It's totally fine now. Uh, back on back on the old meds. Um, I'm doing good. I'm ex- it's uh, inauguration day. You feel strong. And today is? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right? Today. Inauguration day. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, today's Tuesday. Yeah. We tra- I didn't it's know. If you- I didn't know. I-, I know. I thought you were... I thought you were post-stating this for tomorrow, saying that it was going to come out tomorrow. And I was like, you no. know what? It might. No, but I'm I'm excited about it. I, I saw today that um, the assistant uh, secretary of medicine was appointed. Mm-hmm. And it's a transgender human. Okay. Which I think is awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, the assistant health secretary. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, today's Dolly Parton's birthday, so that's exciting. I'm I'm having a good day. I'm having a good day. This is it's all about the little things, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> so I didn't know where you were I'm going with that. I was listing happy <laughs> yeah. things that I heard today. <laughs> yeah. I spent forty dollars at Joanne Fabrics. It's good. It's a good Thanks. day. Uh, and I'm gonna win this meat cake competition this weekend. Oh okay. Jesus, that's this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good. Good week. So I guess besides that almost dying thing, it's for the other podcast, but it's the three of us. Yeah, we are in, uh, locked into Mortal Kombat into a, uh, a a cooking competition like the which uh, the world has never seen. <laughs> it's uh, who can build or construct or erect the best meat cake, which is a cake made out of meat. I don't know if some people have been like a little confused about yeah. the rules. It's not like a like a sweet cake with meat on it. Yeah, it's like a a cake that looks like a sweet cake constructed of savory meat-based products. To be fair, the everything's a cake thing happened this past year. Have you seen That's those? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say... If, you, if one of you does that and it looks like a steak but is cake, I'll let it... Like, you win. You I, go ahead and do it. <laughs> I was going to say... But I was thinking, like, how many levels of inception could you do that with? You know, like... 
It looks like a skate. Uh, it's a cake that looks like a steak, but then it really is meat somehow. <laughs> it tastes like a steak too. Yeah. It's Even actually it looks... just steak on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. I, I went to the grocery store today. So where here I have to ask one question, just because, and this is strictly um, construction based, because I'm mm-hmm. not a pastry chef. Where do you get? You're like, asking for my help? No, I'm just saying. Where do you get the? Where do you get like the pieces to construct? Like levels of a cake. I like, don't understand the question. Like the, the the cardboard rounds, like the like uh, the pillars. Like sometimes they would have like pillars. Like dowel rods. Yeah, is that what they are? So like dowel rods. Just go to Michaels or something and pick yeah, those Michaels. up. Yeah, Michaels. If you if you're going like traditional wedding cake, they have like the pillars that you can. Yeah, that's like, what I was thinking. And then they kind of screw into like bases, but that can get kind of pricey. Oh really? You should just use some rib bones or something as your rib bones. Your tears. Yeah. Go dig it out of the front yard. I'm sure Cody left it there. <laughs> there's, there's your, ma- your maggot bone. <laughs> the the, the, the <laughs> sure to win. Tomahawk steak bone. R.I.P. Okay. Yeah, but you can also get like like wooden dowel rods or things like that. All right. You do you know what you're gonna do, Zach? Get your idea. Oh yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Fully formed. Fully formed. Ready to ready to execute. I've gotten some of the ingredients. Okay. I got them weeks ago. Yeah. We, oh yeah. I They're am using great. I'm using batch number two in one of mine. Ooh. I don't, I don't even think I was using my own. Stuff. <laughs> I'm also gonna. Use, I forgot I was gonna use some some scorpion honey because Sarah Morel will be the. Oh, you suck up! <laughs> you suck up! Suck up! Mine's gonna have a scorpion honey dispenser in it. Where it just, like, <laughs> just a water fountain. Yeah, swivels <laughs> out. I'm just gonna you know repurpose an old Jaeger dispenser so it'll be <laughs> ice cold honey. <laughs> Yum! It's gonna be great. Just crystallized dripping. <laughs> I was gonna ask her to bring uh to. To buy some off of her, but to bring some for me to buy. Because I think we turned the rest of ours into a simple syrup for mm-hmm. cocktails. Well, and I know now she's got a new product out that's like a, a not as a lighter sp- one. A lighter kind of, yeah. not so heat forward. Does she know that she's here on Meat Cake Day? Nope. Know. No, 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 no. That's just, she's yeah. going to walk into a. I know Chris was also seemed concerned, but it's going to be great. I th- I'm excited about I'm it. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I feel like. I feel like meat cakes is not a usual thing. No. But I, you know, you run the show. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's like, a, I think it's a privilege. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, honestly, this is something we probably could have turned into like a bigger event. Yeah. But I, I, I think. If it goes well. If it goes well. <laughs> Let's see how it we'll goes. have the annual meat, the, yeah. the biannual meat cake challenge. Yeah. Um, and we did, just to, just to make sure I established the rules, we did decide it needs to be hot. Like we can't like cut it and then heat it. It needs to be warm when it's served. Yeah. What? what? Uh, no. Yeah, sure. What? No. I, I think that. So no, you don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be hot. I yeah. think that it's however it's meant to be served. Okay. Yes. Like I do agree that if the uh, the idea is that you cut it and then go cook it, mm-hmm. that that, that's, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. But if it's if it can be served room temperature cold or whatever, I guess I like cold meat. It's a cold cold meat cake. <laughs> Yum. Can I get some gelatinous uh, gel- gelatin? I'm just making like salmon aspic. <laughs> just keeping it real old school. Okay. No, I'm not. That's disgusting. I'm doing an ice cream cake. Uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. A little little uh, just o- au jus ice cream. <laughs> just scooped ice cream. I, I don't know. This <laughs> is going to a weird place. Guys, it's going to be a lot better in, uh, than, than we're making it sound right here. And if you don't listen to Harder Brunch, what's your problem? Listen to Harder Brunch. No. Uh, but uh, this week's going to be fun with the meat cake 
faux show. I'm pretty excited about it. And you should also follow Harder Brunch on Patreon because I think we'll probably talk meat cakes on the after brunch. How are we deciding who won? Like, who's the judge? Is it is it our guest? Is it Chris? Or should there be? No. I don't like no. that. I don't like that. Uh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably just have to leave it up to our guest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or we could do, I know that we talked about doing different, like, tiers. Like, obviously, you could do, like, social media. Could decide. Mm. I was loving, loving like the responses. There's like a best of show. And yeah, loving the responses on social media. No, because then that just turns into a popularity contest, and I'm going to win that. So <laughs> that's not fair to Zach. <laughs> um, um, well, Thad will probably be here, too. Yeah, yeah I think, I mean, there's I think three of them. Let's, let's the guest Thad. Chris gets a third of a vote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> third then, of one. Well, then each Thad and Sarah get... One and one, one and third. third. Yeah, I yeah. think that's good. Well, how about we can vote, but we're not allowed to vote for ourselves. I think that's fair, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then there would be six total votes, but we're not allowed to vote for yeah. ourselves. Yeah. The so most, you, would at least the most get... you could get was five. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Cool. I like it. I'm glad we figured all that out on, it, on air, you know? I'm good. Well, I'm excited about <laughs> on, it. On the different, of the other podcast. Yeah, well, to be fair, we haven't really talked about it. Yeah. No, no, that's like, good. Yeah. That's why I asked today. Yeah, Bridget like, thought we were doing hotcakes. Yeah, I literally did. <laughs> Very confused. Do you need a ranch fountain? You know what? I think it's going to be used for honey, it seems like. It seems like maybe it's going to be I was almost going to. I was almost going to ask you with that. I was gonna, did I give it to you? <laughs> no. I was just going to give you. You said yeah. it was lost in the garage somewhere. <laughs> I found, I think I found it since, and I was just going to give it to you. warm ranch in it, does anyone want to use it again? I was going to put... <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I was going to put hollandaise in it. Ooh. But it'll break if it's that hot, right? It doesn't well, get that hot. Honey, if you're making it, it'll break either way. Oh! oh. <laughs> Is there a burn sound effect on there somewhere? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But yeah, this is gonna be—it's gonna be a fun one this weekend, and uh, we've got a fun episode coming up now with Dan West. We'll talk to you right after this, guys. Bye. <laughs> Good. Hello. Hey, Dan. <laughs> Welcome to the Drunk Dial <laughs> Podcast. Outstanding. I am running out of ways to. Pretend that I'm surprised you're calling. <laughs> it's like a very severe deja vu every time. <laughs> I was like, uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna think we're idiots. <laughs> Bridget was like, he knows that we're idiots. He is sure of it now. <laughs> the first time could have been a fluke. Second time he started to question it. This third time he's like, these guys are imbeciles. <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, drunk is in the name, so you're not supposed to be good at this, right? Like that, you're doing a bit, right? Yeah, 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 that's it. It's the bit. Well, I'll tell you it what. It definitely is. When we first started, I feel like there was way more drunkenness. Yeah. And um, there was some episodes that we've lost to the ages for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, um, <laughs> but this one, I don't know. I feel like it's been cursed so far. Yeah. Like, it feels like there was just a ghost on the last. Like, that's what that noise was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I- I'm in a car, but I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, com- com- no, it feels like it was an us issue. <laughs> uh, comedian Dan West, uh, comedian of the Midwest. I feel like, uh, are you? Would you consider yourself a road dog? I I definitely was when the world wasn't on fire. Um, in, in the before four times. Say again. In the before four times. Oh yes, absolutely. It's when when there were shows to be doing on the road, I was doing 
many of them. There are very few small town dive bars that I haven't made wonder why they were doing comedy. <laughs> um, yeah. So wh- how, how many States would you say you've done comedy in? Um, it take a while guess. I mean, without sitting down and counting, I'd probably say 15. Oh, cool. Nice. I just got, I got gifted, uh, one of those scratch off maps of the U S and I think I just want to use it for like where, what States I do comedy in now. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah that's I think a cool that's a good idea. idea. A, little, a little scratchy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to do with it. I was like, I think this is a gift for children. <laughs> like, I'm not sure why I got it. Yeah, that's that's a weird gift for a grown up. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely use that for where you've been on the road. <laughs> yeah, I can see if like you, if you were more of a road comic, if that would make more sense. Or if like you traveled extensively, yeah. but those are not things that I associate with you specifically. Well, maybe but, who, a... who gave that to you as a gift? Like, is this someone that liked you? Um, who did give that to me? I don't uh, know. Is I, it was it a regift? No, I don't even remember who. Well, it, it feels like it was either a white elephant gift as a gag, or like a significant other forgot they were supposed to give you a <laughs> gift and grabbed it on the way, mm-hmm. like from Dollar General. Yeah. Here's the thing: is I I'm old school though. I do like maps. I do like a nice paper map. I know that you're old school. You can't figure out computers. This <laughs> 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 is true. <laughs> I take a map over computer any day. Uh, <laughs> like when I go on road trips, still I still want to look at a paper map. Oh my god! Like I if, don't look at the paper map, but I definitely do. I'll have my GPS, but before I leave, I also write down all of the directions just in case I'm going through some like low signal area and uh, my GPS drops off. Are you guys like printing off MapQuest still? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> No, no, I just have a notebook sitting next to me. Oh, uh, I don't have a printer. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, who's got so a printer? More, more low tech. Heard, heard, heard. Uh, oh yeah, the map quest directions. Those are great. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, and it was still. Like, I don't know. It was ten years ago, but it was still outdated. That this girl rolled yeah. up on her bike uh, to a job interview at McDevins. And she just had MapQuest printed out and taped her bicycle okay. <laughs> to get there. You know what? That girl gets the job. Yeah. Because she she has gumption. That's some initiative. <laughs> she did get the job, actually. <laughs> she was, uh, like she, was she, she earned the hell out of that job because she put in the effort. Uh, Dan, did you ever watch? Dan and I were both on a another podcast where uh, it was a board game. Did, did, did he ever name that thing? Uh, I think he named it Three Nerds, One Shot. Okay. Four Nerds, One Shot, something like that. Yeah, okay. our, our friend Tyson Cox. Something very sexual and gross. Yeah. Well, that sounds like Tyson Cox. Yeah. Um, and then we, uh, That's how we all know him. <laughs> but he came up with an interesting concept of doing like a bunch of really, uh, what, quick and dirty, uh, like uh, uh, RPG game style games that you can kind of quick play and then get like uh, three or four comics on and, and, and play. And it was, this one was three, what was it, three uh, possums in a jumpsuit? Is that what it was? Oh, my. Um, that was the first one. That was the first that one. That didn't end up working out. What was the second? It was, uh, oh, we were supposed to get our bar tab back. The Creature Black Lagoon had been putting drinks on our bar tab. Yeah, that's the, that's the game. Okay, okay. That would have actually turned out pretty well. Uh, we ended up... Um, 
I just remember my character was uh, racist against uh, merfolk, so that was fun. Yeah, and we got to end the show at a white snake concert. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I did not ever listen to it. You have asked twice, and Tyson has asked three times. Okay. And every time I say, oh, shit, I keep forgetting. I'll definitely get that done tonight, and then I don't. Yeah, you're like, oh, I meant to I'm do that. Friend. Well, I'll tell you what, Dan. He sent us a Google Drive file, and that really just scared me. I just kind of <laughs> walked away backwards from it. <laughs> like, it just doesn't just have a play button. I can, okay, all right. I'll figure this out that, sooner or later. Fair. That is the virus that's now in the podcast equipment. So is that what, have you just been, uh, like us, um, Taking all the time that you'd normally and energy you'd normally be doing podcasts with and or comedy with, and now doing podcasts. I've definitely done a lot of podcasts. I've been playing a lot of role playing games. Um, I started school again today after a month of vacation, and I, I was just I was ready to go back. I was so bored, uh, but I played a lot of uh, a lot of games with DJ over the last month and a half or so. Oh, nice! And it's been fun. He just he just put something out there that he's going to be doing some sort of crazy event um, at the White Rabbit with it's like part improv, part RPG, part something, part something. Yeah. So my understanding of that, I'm I'm on that event, and my understanding is it is a trivia competition themed after Dungeons and Dragons. So each team is themed after a class, so okay. they have different abilities. Mm-hmm. It sounds very complicated but also just ridiculous and fun yeah it sounds really interesting so i'm into it like one of the abilities that my team has is that we can argue for half points and i am going to use that probably every time um so everybody fits who i am as a person so everybody plays like trivia like the whole yeah it's, it's general knowledge trivia uh but then the teams have D D classes that they're themed after and then there's some kind of improv game component, and we're all kind of playing against DJ. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that actually sounds awesome. It definitely, like, it sounds like a very weird thing that will be very, very fun. Yeah, it sounds very complicated to help put on, but as someone who would be watching, it sounds really fun. Yeah. That's awesome, though. And, and you're going to be there for the uh, the first one of those? Yeah, uh, I've done a couple of uh, DJ's little pilot uh, game ideas, and this one, we were talking, and it sounds like something that could really take off. Um, I described it as like his evening with the authors, like mm-hmm. his gimmicky thing that will be very fun that people would enjoy watching. Mm. See, I'm, I, I get really excited when people come up with these new game ideas. I know a lot of kind of creative, nerdy people that are, you know, some of them are brewers, some of them are, you know comics some of them whatever but they they all share this like kind of creative knack to do these kind of gamey type things i had one friend though that came up with this like it was a very weird idea where he was trying to have a business where you would go up to a table this is obviously pre-covid but you would go up to a table full of people that are already hanging out right like a group of people and then you would just kind of start leading like hey get what do you guys what do you guys want to play a game and then talk them into playing this like group game and then have like two or three different like group games that you kind of sit there and lead at the table with this group. And then when you're done, you kind of like ask for a tip. 
This reminds me, when I was a kid, I lived in Iowa briefly as a kid, and this Mexican restaurant I used to go to with my dad, for whatever reason, they just had a magician that would go (laughs) to tables. That's awesome. And, like, it wasn't, like, my dad and I never went out on Friday nights or anything. I was, I was 11. So this was during the day on like a Saturday, my dad and I are sitting there having lunch and a magician walks up and just starts doing tricks at the table. It was your mind. And it was like, I was 11, so it was awesome. But looking back now, it's got to have just been super weird for my dad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, hey, like, who is this stranger that that just, yeah, like this stranger walked up to our table and started doing tricks at us. It's kind of like the the rose lady that comes by, or like you know, oh, sitting God, with somebody. How does every city have that person? <laughs> like when you're when you're in Europe and somebody comes up and like basically braids something onto your arm and then is like, now you owe me ten euros, and you're like, what? No, I don't want this. <laughs> well, like every city has the one lady who walks around with flowers and candles. Yeah, like there's one of those in Kokomo, and this is not nearly a big enough market for that. <laughs> it's always but, it's always the same three foot tall woman too. Like she just, I remember I, I was in there grabbing a, a to-go meal like three, four weeks ago in this bar filling station in Kokomo, and this lady walks in. It wasn't even 7 p.m., and it was a Wednesday, and she walked in, and she sold five candles, so like what she's doing is working, but I would never have considered that as, a, as an avenue of success. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and then sometimes they get you, like, if you're hanging out with just, like, one of your plutonic friends you know and then they come up and then they just and you say no thank you like we're not whatever and then she just kind of makes a face like she's judging you like oh yeah really you can't get your lady friend yeah one time i was at a diet go ahead i'm sorry it's worse if you're like i would go out with this uh this one girl years ago and i never knew if it was a date or not classic and then, like, the third time we were hanging out, this lady walks by and asks if I want to buy her a rose. And they were not cheap. It was, like, 10 bucks for a rose because it was California. Everything's more expensive. Yeah. And, like, It really I puts things yes in perspective. I know, <laughs> like, I, I'm not allowed to say no then because I'm hoping it's a date, but I don't know if it is or not. And now i got to spend 10 bucks on a rose for this girl that I don't know if this is that kind of thing. Yeah. It yeah. was not. It was not a date. I found out. Uh, <laughs> like we're still friends, and she's super cool. But it was really disappointing for a little bit. When, when she hit you in the face with the rose, <laughs> the rose that you spent twenty dollars to buy her. The, it, the rose was actually the catalyst for that conversation. She goes, "Oh, that's really sweet. Thank you so much." Uh, just so you know, like <laughs> we're just friends. <laughs> cool. You owe like, me. Oh, yeah, totally, you owe me ten dollars, friend. <laughs> It was like that Happy Gilmore moment. Like, friends listen to Endless Love in the Dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I you... buy roses for all my friends just because who, who doesn't need a rose, right? <laughs> it's weird you didn't buy me one. Um, a, yeah. Go chase her down. Get me one right now. Uh, what do you go back to school for? <laughs> I'm studying public relations uh, with a minor in psychology because I had enough transfer credits that I only need two more classes for the minor. Nice. And it just felt like it felt stupid to not do that. Yeah. Do you like those online classes? Uh, for some classes, online is great. Like, my math class is going to be online, uh, and then I'm taking an astronomy class online just because <laughs> I needed the non-lab science elective. Mm. But 
my interpersonal communications class started today and that does not fit online because it's just really awkward to sit there and meet people for the first time on zoom and then we're supposed to have conversations mm -hmm. yeah interpersonal <laughs> connections online on right. zoom well i mean that may be the wave of the future so um I, I, I know where to go with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know how computers work over here, so we, we don't really have anything to add to that online study. Like the, the classes, it, it, I'm glad that we're able to do it because it lets us be a lot safer and still pursue our degrees and stand up. And it's just it's not the same, but it is definitely making the best of the bad situation. Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, my mom teaches first grade, which is not the same. Oh, but, no. But uh, they went back to in-person school today with with nothing has changed. No one new has been vaccinated in the schools, but they just decided, yeah, it's okay. Let's go ahead and go mm -hmm. back. So now so she's my trying class, to like, these kids we're online. My, my, my school is online for the first three weeks because they're hoping that we'll quarantine for those three weeks before we go back to in-person classes. Mm -hmm. uh, but nobody's quarantining it's college kids like they're they're just taking this time to drink and party more and then show up to zoom drunk okay. which i'm also doing i'm just yeah. i'm not partying i'm just drinking at home alone yeah similar yeah. but different it's a, it's a kind of yeah. subtly subtly different it's a kind of a party yeah depends on how lone you, yeah, it, lonely it's you are when sad, it's happening sad party uh, <laughs> uh well that's cool do you think you're gonna be able to use your uh do you think you're going to be able to use that uh, degree um, for comedy stuff too for your like for your career? I'm definitely hoping. Um, I like the work, so if comedy doesn't recover in a way that like if recover is the wrong word, if comedy morphs by necessity into something I'm less interested in, then I will enjoy doing this career. But if comedy continues to evolve and I still enjoy doing it, then a lot of this stuff is very applicable. I'm taking a lot of social media marketing classes that can only help. Uh, and just learning about ways to, to put myself out there that I didn't think about before and strategies for, uh, for marketing that, like I said, they'll only help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. I'm, I am not a comedian, um, but what I've discovered about comedians, and it's not a negative thing at all because I am the same way, but uh, tend to be an awkward group of humans. So I think anything that helps you with, you know, public relations with that is going to be helpful. Oh, absolutely. Because right now you get all these comedians who think that just adding you on Facebook counts as networking. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like they, they add you on Facebook and then they send you, without saying hello, they send you an invite to their fan page. Yeah. And that's. That's not networking. That's just pushing yourself into someone's face and then badgering them. Yeah. Yeah. I, and anytime I see just a, there's a microphone in your profile picture, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> right. Go or like it just little things, some stuff that I already knew because it's common sense, like get a headshot. Even if it's not a super professional headshot, just get a picture of you that will, that you can use for a flyer. Mm -hmm. That's not, a grainy open mic cell phone picture taken horizontally. <laughs> but then there's other stuff like we're learning about search engine optimization and uh, the importance of hyperlinking on your website versus just pasting an entire long link. Uh, so stuff that some stuff's common sense and some stuff y you should know, but it's not common sense. So 
either a new or even more experienced comic might not have any idea how to do this. So it's all it's all very useful. And then when do you start teaching your class to other comics about all this? <laughs> um, I had actually talked with a comedy club about teaching like entry level comedy stuff. Like I am in no way remotely qualified to teach someone like here's the best way to make money in comedy mm-hmm. but i can definitely teach some low level like joke writing uh you know Oop. paring down the joke cutting out unnecessary words and uh like some mc classes like i can definitely do that and i've been talking to a club about that for once uh once things start up again cool nice that's awesome where to put the mic stand that sort of stuff yeah Oh, God, yes. Move the <laughs> mic stand. Unless, unless you need that mic stand, it should not be in, vi- in view. Uh, my first time doing, like, the first time I went down to Comedy Caravan, and it was, like, my first year doing comedy, and uh, I had, like, uh, three minutes. I thought I got some laughs. I, I, I don't recall now. Um, it wasn't terrible. I thought it was pretty good. I felt pretty good about it. And I remember walking off the stage, and one of the comics was like, "Was like, hey man," and I was like, "Oh, I'm about to get like a bunch of compliments here." And he was like, <laughs> "He was like, just heads up, move that mic stand next time you get on stage, Playboy." <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right. I think the best lesson I ever gave a new comic: move the mic stand's important. But the best lesson I ever gave was, "Hey man, it's got to be funnier than it is sad." <laughs> Like, self-deprecating humor is great, but the funny has to outweigh that sad. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely <laughs> I've definitely seen some of those shows. I've <laughs> I've definitely done some of those shows myself. Oh, me too. Because like, you go through something hard and you've got, like, an idea that's a little bit of a laugh, but it just, it's not enough for how sad that situation is. And yep. unfortunately, you don't know it until you do it when you're first starting. Uh, I went on stage one time and I was pretty, pretty popped and it was just, it was an open mic and I had been writing all day about my, uh, my grandmother and (laughs) I thought I had this hilarious bit about my, uh, about my dead grandmother and like being in world war two and all this stuff. And, uh, and I also tried to work in my friend who had died recently into, into this whole bit and I, on paper, it was hilarious, Dan, let me tell you. On paper, it was really funny. Uh, but then I get up there, and then also there was a power outage that there was a storm, and the, so the power went out, and they were like, do you guys want to still do this open mic? And everybody was like, yeah. And so I'm like in the middle of this no microphone, no lights, like uh, sad story about everyone dead that I know, and I started crying. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantastic. What oh. could go wrong? Yeah, except that's, for everything. That story is funnier than anything you told that night. Oh, no. definitely, definitely need to be funnier than it is sad. That's the, the key. The first joke I ever told on stage was just about when I was in Iraq and saw somebody die. And oh no, my punchline was, "I'm just saying that means God wanted you dead, man." <laughs> and everybody sat there uncomfortable, <laughs> which, like in retrospect, I get. <laughs> like oh, it, oh god it's, just, it's gotta be funnier than it is sad man yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I mean that's my that's my uh, catchphrase for life that's all I'm thinking it's like, that's a good good solid life plan something has to be funnier 
Uh, Dan, thank you so much for being on the program. I know this is the twelfth time we've tried this, uh, but I th- this was a lot of fun. I'm glad you reached out. I think we got it. And uh, uh, who, who would you like to plug there? Uh, well, I am a writer for DrinkingWithPaul.com, um, and then on all social media, I'm at Dan West Comedy. And my uh, debut album, Not Too Friendly but Prompt and Polite, is available on iTunes and all streaming services. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Thank you very much, Dan West. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dan. Bye. Hello? Hi, Lucas Waterfield, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. Oh, shit. How you doing? Hello? Hello? How are you doing today? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, you're here live with uh, co-host Bridget Horan. What's up, Lucas? And uh, our producer, Zach Rohn. How are you doing tonight? Hey, guys. We've grown since last we talked to you. We have a producer now. You have a producer. <laughs> We're doing big things. <laughs> what? We're what do- was your name? I, I was wearing my headphones. What was your name? Oh, the me? I'm, I'm Zach. Nice to meet you, Lucas. Nice to uh, meet you, Jack. Um, how are you guys? Doing good. Yeah, I heard hi. I heard you've been uh, heard you've been killing on stage. Heard you have a, a, a great riot who, riot bit. Who told you that? Uh, Joe Bates. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> great riot bit. It's um, I have to distinguish which riot it's about. So, <laughs> you know, it's a fucked up time when you have to distinguish which riot. Which riot? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't from when you were storming the Capitol, was it? <laughs> uh, no, no, too many steps together. <laughs> fair. Uh, The police actually lifted me up the stairs, which was weird. (laughs) I got I got tear gas outside of the Whole Foods. Yet I got lifted up into the Capitol. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of weird. Yeah, weird. Weird fucking times. You can ride outside of Whole Foods, but. You can't ride outside of Whole Foods, but you can ride in inside the, the Capitol. Capitol. Yeah, yeah. Whole Foods doesn't want you messing up their their stuff. There, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Bezos is more important than the Capitol. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would I would say so. He's a, but didn't like Elon Musk just pass him and become the world's richest boy? By like a lot, like skyrocketed up. Well, you know why? Because Jeff Bezos had a divorce and he had to give half of his money away. I mean, no, also, I feel like Musk jumped like, like almost a hundred thousand dollars, like was like a lot, like. Why? Because of SpaceX? I'm not sure. I know that his stock, his stock just like skyrocketed and what it's worth. I like I like the beginning of, Give it of a 2021. Don't, don't you worry, don't you worry, Lucas. We have a producer here that's gonna 
He's just a he's a real cracker no, jack. If you talk about Elon Musk, I I start gagging. So <laughs> that's my problem. That's well, my fault. Well, he's the he's the world's richest man, and I think he's on track to become the world's first supervillain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, so that'll be fun. It's a very Lex Luthor yeah, vibe. It, it, like, uh, it, it's scary. Like, it's scary how much there. Jeff Bezos looks like uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, the irony is, like, very mm-hmm. on point. Like, is that irony or? But but the resemblance the you saying the resemblance is uncanny. Yeah. Um Well, here's the and thing: Jeff Bezos just wants to be the richest boy. Like he just wants to make money. Like Elon Musk has the creativity to go. I think Mars. full on full on cartoon supervillain. Like he's one bad day and a Shark Tank away from it. Like he already has like the secret layers. He's got the rockets. He's got the laser beams. He's got the the goofy weirdo partner. Like he has like everything, like the baby. And the disdain for humanity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he shot a car into space for funsies, Just, you know, like, but he was on Joe Rogan. So he's cool. <laughs> like that, that's the same. Like there's a point where all these like people, where you fight against the man so much and you're the opposition, mm-hmm. like people like Joe Rogan and people like even Elon Musk, you try to you try to like be the opposition so much, and then there comes a point where you're like interviewing those people mm-hmm. and you become part of the inter. That's how they get you. You're part of the inner circle. So like, I don't know. I'm there. I'm I'm locked away in my apartment right now, so bear with me. <laughs> are you are you getting radicalized after this year and becoming a conspiracy guy? I mean, I am very. I have a Karl Marx uh, picture up on my wall, so I am radicalized. <laughs> I think everyone has definitely grown their own. So, like, if you didn't come away from last year without some sort of conspiracy. About something, you know. I got I got my ideas about a couple things. Um. Yeah, and also, um, I have a theory that. Oh, what was that character on Star Wars that was like the minstrel character? No. Oh, uh, Jar Jar Binks. Oh. I have a theory that Ted Cruz. He's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, like yes, Mister Trump. <laughs> yeah, well, that and Jar Jar Binks, like, um, voted to like prop up the emperor. Yeah. Right. Did he? Was and Jar Jar pro emperor? I blacked those yeah. movies out. <laughs> we talk yeah. about Jar Jar Binks a lot on this podcast, yeah, actually. He does, he does get brought up a lot. Really? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, more than zero, which is the appropriate amount. Yeah. Dude, I, I saw an interview with that actor. Yeah, he got a raw deal. Yeah. You know this... You know that story, right? Like they basically told him because he was a, it was a young black guy. I forget his name, uh, but they told him like, "Hey, you're gonna be the next Chewbacca. You're gonna be yeah. this beloved children's character for generations," and and hyped him all up. And then he's like, "Just one of the most hated, uh, you know, figures in the Star." Hey, you feeling better? Am I good? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. We're good. Um, sorry about that. No, you're good. But yeah, um, yeah, that they fucked him up. What's with What's with George Lucas and his overtly racist characters? Um, like everybody, every alien in that movie in the Phantom Menace was hella racist. Like the Japanese businessmen aliens. We've talked about this before, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, I'm like we yeah. we have we've discussed Jar Jar Binks in detail in this podcast, but it's true. It's like it's a very it's written as a pretty racist movie. It's uh, I, I, did we talk about this last time? Have I, am I repeating? Oh, we but I don't know if there was drinking involved, which yeah. there always is. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm actually we're both doing Dry January, believe it or not, Lucas. So. I've been sober for 19 I, days. It's terrible. I don't. Um, <laughs> how? How's it going? Uh, I mean, you know, you're listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I only drank one time, so. <laughs> I've, you get uh, one cheat day, right? Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> uh, I I'm going. I'm trying to go until April. I'm trying to go the first three months of 2021, and just get a hard restart on everything. Mm-hmm. And um, is it? Is it boredom? I'm always scared of the boredom. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I, I have enough stuff going on where I, I shouldn't be bored. My thing is, uh, I have uh, I have real bad anxiety, and um, so it's just like it's not drinking is is fine, but then I have to figure out ways to just not be a fucking mess all the time. So uh, I started smoking yeah. CBD. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. it's kind of helpful. I didn't like how you said it though. Yeah, yeah no, no one did. <laughs> um, and then ho- hopefully by next week I'm gonna start working out a little bit too. So that'll take off some of the anxiety. But yeah, it's all the you know boring stuff that you're always told you're supposed to do. Get more sleep. I have been sleeping like a motherfucker. That was fun. Like some nights I get real excited about just coming home and going to bed. That that's cool. How is that different from what you were doing before? Oh, I was drinking and then going to bed. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've never known you to be like you like come home at three and like I felt like you napped every day. Yeah. Which which isn't good sleep. I mean, when you're drunk, it's not you're passed out. You're not sleep. Yeah, that's true. You never feel rested. You're not, you're not getting your rim. <laughs> so you're getting your rim. So that's good. I've been having crazy ass dreams. I had a dream that uh, somebody just left me in charge of a McDonald's, and uh, I didn't know how to do any of the closing, closing function. It was a very vivid dream, and I was just like, "This is ridiculous. I don't know how to close anything." And then nobody was there to help me, and I was like, "I'm just gonna come back early and uh, help them in the morning." I guess I don't know. It was a very specific dream to have. <laughs> did did uh, 
you mess up the McFlurry machine. <laughs> I'm the idiot that's always breaking the ice cream machine. Yeah, it's never fixed. It's never working. Do you ever have uh, Do you ever have those nightmares where you're like, uh, you have to go back to school or anything like that? All of a sudden, oh, I I have a reoccurring dream that I'm in my elementary school, high school, and college simultaneously <laughs> like, and I have not been to a class the whole semester and my elementary my second grade elementary school teacher is uh, my teacher and she's pissed at me I, 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 I have that dream all the time and I think it's because my second grade, I hated my second grade <laughs> teacher. And um, what I happened? think she, she, uh, I might have told this story, but she, um, she, I, I just remember clearly that, like, I hold my, I held my pencil a weird way because I'm uh, disabled and, like, my hands are fucked up, so I hold my pencil weird way. And mm-hmm. in front of the whole class, she goes, for this assignment, we're all going to hold our pencil like Lucas. And, oh, wow. And then she said, we're gonna, we went to a field trip, and we're all going to ride the short bus like Lucas does. Jeez. Uh, That's very ableist. Oh, my goodness. So, uh... Yeah, that's my. And then, it's maybe that didn't happen. Maybe I turned. You know, <laughs> maybe she I was a very her. nice lady. <laughs> yeah, it's a very nice lady, and I just made that up because I have so many insecurities. I don't know. You don't know with memories. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, it could have been a dream. It could have really happened. I had like a. I had a real, I had like a little kid crush on my second grade teacher, Miss Paris. She'd always wear this. Uh, she Did it this, work out? <laughs> she always had this uh, octagon shaped belt that she would wear sometimes with this blue jumper. And it just, uh, it really it was like, oh, she's, she's pulling out the big guns on a Thursday. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, but it was like, it was second grade. You haven't even hit puberty yet. You just know like. Did you go to Catholic school? Were they mm-hmm. all nuns? Not all of them. No, just uh, you got one, one or two. That's how you learned your first shape. <laughs> He's like, octagon. I always knew an octagon had eight sides. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stared at it a lot. Uh, and I also got in trouble a lot, too, so that I get an excuse to be up. Oh, just one-on-one on one with Miss Octagon. One of, well, one of my favorite, like, me and my buddy Nathan would get in trouble all the time for, like, giggling and drawing cartoons and, you know, just being a little class clowns but like i was always yes sir no sir with the teacher and uh nathan tried to go off script sometimes oh no and so we got in trouble for like giggling in the back of class and we got called up to the desk and she was like you two need to be quiet and not another peep the rest of the afternoon or you're gonna whatever you'll be in trouble stand on the wall and uh and nathan said something like kind of under his breath and then uh, the teacher was like, do you have any comments for me? And he goes, uh, y- yeah. 
And I was like, oh, oh he's, is he about to back talk the teacher? This is crazy. I understand. They're like, I've never seen this before. And then she was like, you do? He goes, well, what are they? And he goes, uh, Garfield. Oh, my God. She, she, he thought she had said, do you have any comics for me? And he was just ad-libbing. Jesus. And you said Garfield? Yeah. I didn't say Garfield. He said Garfield. <laughs> and then she was like, what do you mean? And he was like, I thought you said comics. <laughs> I was like, can I, yeah. go, can I go back to my desk? <laughs> comics. Jesus Christ. Uh, huh? I was uh, I was always like, I always missed my head, but could like talk my way out of it. By the time you were like in, like I remember, uh, I had a friend who was in a wheelchair in high school, and Ben Davis. She had like a special elevator. Well, I mean, I guess it was just an elevator, but it was like, yeah, she didn't have one. It was just an it, but it was, elevator. But it, it, she it, had access to an elevator. She had, she had access it, to an elevator that was specifically for it people. Was but go on. I'm sorry. But we what we, what she would do is she would she realized that in the basement there was a basement level where no one was down there, and so she would go down there and smoke cigarettes, and so sometimes she would ask me to come along, and I was like, this is like this is great, like you know, this secret. So she's like, no one ever comes down here, and she's like, and what are they gonna do if they do? i will be like, I'm handicapped. <laughs> this was the '90s. Like, this, that's what they said back then. What a badass! <laughs> I got ahead of the what, times. What's she up to today? Uh, I don't know. She, well, she they misdiagnosed her as a kid with something, and they chopped off both of her legs. Jesus! And they weren't supposed to do that. And so uh, she, I remember she got like a pretty snazzy inheritance when she turned like twenty one or something like that. She got like a million dollars. Now, now she has lung cancer though. <laughs> Unfortunately, all that asbestos yeah. down there in that Ben Davis basement. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I I would chop off my legs for a million dollars. She also had a a souped up. Uh, like a girl, man. She had a car she could drive with her with her uh, with her hands. Like just her hands. Oh. Yeah. I was like, did I don't she have? Use their hands. Yeah. <laughs> did she have to like lay down on the seat, like do a handstand? No, it just there was the. I think it. Went, no. I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm just answering like legitimately. No, I don't recall there being a handstand. Ignorant. Uh, I know how to do it. I walked right into that one. Uh, cool. I mean, yeah, I, I had. Uh, there were handicapped people at my school too. But did you? Did you ever? Did you ever? Uh, did you ever uh, use any anything as an excuse to get away with mischief? Is what I was asking. Are you? Are you? Are you yeah, of course. That's what you do. It's, it's in the contract for being disabled. It's, it's in the disability social contract. 
that you can use this every day of your life to your advantage. Yeah. And were, uh, were you a wild kid in high school? Were you like drinking and smoking and stuff in high school? No, I was straight edge. I was straight edge in high school. I was in a hardcore band. I was straight edge. I was very angry. I, I didn't know what. I hated Bush. I I was mad at John. It was probably because he did 9-11. Probably because I did 9-11. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I bet, I bet Bush. <laughs> What? Oh, he did not know. I mean, I thought you said I did. <laughs> I claimed the whole You owned up to it very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> that old, that old so, chestnut. Oh, 9 11? That was me. <laughs> um, I was 10. Um, but, yeah, I in high school, I was, um, I was in a hardcore band. I was like, I would go to shows and like get in fights or start fights like I remember this one time uh, I I would often like tell people like tell my friends that somebody called me retard when they didn't just to have them do that <laughs> oh no oh no Jesus so yeah I was kind of a piece of shit um. <laughs> I'll tell you what, straight ed- in my experience, straight edgers are always kind of piece of shit. Because you can you can not drink and not do drugs and not be a full blown piece of shit. But uh yeah. they, they they take all the uh um thuggery of like uh, a young Hitler youth and then uh all the not having fun of not drinking and not smoking and put those two together and woo boy do you have a straight edge party. Yeah, it- it's like all the energy, like normal kids, like wasted on getting wasted and like getting high. We still had, so we would like get into like really fucked up mischief. Like, like we, we like hung a dummy over overpass and like. Did. Wait, is this the plot of the good son? We had a competition where every Christmas we would see who would steal the most baby Jesuses. <laughs> oh, that's kind of funny. I do like that one. That's yeah. pretty funny. It, it was, and I was, I'm proud of that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were, um, we were assholes, but it was fun. I uh, I I had a, a rival, so there was this uh, gang of straight edgers went to my high school that spray painted their their crew everywhere, and then me and my friends started. We just made up our fa- a fake crew and started spray painting over their stuff, and that started yeah. a, that started a beef. And I almost got jumped in a at a steak and shake one time. The, like I walked in and there was like four of them, and then they must have made some phone calls, and then there was like twenty of them up there. And I had to diplomatically talk my way out of getting <laughs> jumped at a steak and shake by a bunch of straight edge kids. Where did you go to school? Uh, ben Davis. I went to Ben Davis for my last two years. Oh, yeah. I know. Dude, straight edge kids are so into fucking crews. It was a thing. Every, there was a crew. Everybody wanted to be in a crew. 
But they all drink now. They all drink and smoke. Yep. I will attest to that. <laughs> so when did you start? When did how were you over twenty one when you started drinking? No, I was twenty one. So what happened was I just followed the rules. <laughs> okay. That's all I. That did, is the right? most yeah. straight edge thing you could do. Yeah. You just, just waited like, till it was legal and then did it. Weird. Yeah. I, but which is not the punk thing to do, which is the opposite of what punk, you know, what the punk thing is. But I just followed the rules. <laughs> so, and now I have a drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> and now you go to riots and don't follow the rules. Yeah. Well. <laughs> My 15-year-old self would have been proud of that. <laughs> it is pretty punk rock. What 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 show were you on that you were killing? Who was that? Was that TJ Miller? No, it was Greg Simon. Oh. Was, on Greg. was that a guest spot yeah. or was it a feature spot? What are you doing there? I was featuring. A what? Feature. You featuring uh, for Greg Fix? Fe- Dude, that's, congratulations. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it was fun. He's a great guy, and um, he is awesome. He works the crowd a lot, and um, he did the one thing where he's like, who here has COVID? And I swear to God, like 95% or had COVID, and 95% of the crowd clapped, like erupted in applause. Oh, dear. Great. Good, good, good. Like they were proud of that, uh, but it was um, it was a good weekend. Somebody heckled me, and I just told them fuck off. I wish I wish I had a better, you know, when somebody heckles you and catches you off guard. Yeah, and then snap back. I wish I could, you know, but um. But besides that, it was great. It was a great weekend. You should. What you should do is you should tell security that uh, that guy called you a retard, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. watch him get beat up. You <laughs> <laughs> call, call up my high school friend. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of straight edgers come out of the back and just give yeah, them. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you saying? There's one time I did that. There's one time somebody actually did call me retarded. Like, and uh, my friends were there. And one of my friends goes, Don't make fun of our friend because he's retarded. <laughs> You're like, That is not like, helping. I'm not retarded. He's like, Oh, fuck. Shit. Sorry, man. <laughs> You're like, This is the least helpful thing you could have said. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he wasn't even being. He wasn't even trying to be funny. He just. He just thought that. That was. That was the. He like made a Freudian slip. Like. Oh. But. God bless, Lucas. Thank you so much for yeah. uh, being on with us today. Where can people follow you on uh, social media? Uh. uh Lucas Waterfill. That's L-U-C-A-S-W-A-T-E-R-F-I-L-L. I'm at, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, and 
Um, what's the new one? TikTok. <laughs> and I have a website, lucaswarfill.com. Oh, yeah. Lucas is one of my favorite comedians, so go definitely check him out. It's always, always funny, always a good time. Thank you so much, Lucas. Appreciate you. Thank you, guys, and thank you guys for having me. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. See ya. Okay. Bye. Stay dry. <laughs> <laughs>